This is the Reds Hot Stove Room. The Reds are on the radio. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA Architects, Thompson McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And this one belongs to the Reds! CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company. Technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealers. The Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. And by Woody Sander Ford. I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW. The home of the Reds. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, from the Holy Grail Banks. It is. Thank you very much. We've got almost a full house tonight. And uh, this, of course, is the final Red Hot Stove League that will be held here at the Holy Grail Banks uh, of this offseason or this Holy of uh, this uh, Red Hot Stove League season, any way you want to look at it, because beginning next Wednesday night and for every Wednesday night between next Wednesday and opening day will be uh, doing a show out in Arizona with the exception of the night before opening day. We will be right back here, uh, I think. Uh, Joe Zarehusen can answer that question. Are we here on the 28th of March? We are. So we'll have one more show to do here, and that will be the night before opening day. And we would look forward to a big, big house that night because the next afternoon it will be the Reds and the Nationals, and that game will count the first of 162. A lot on our plate tonight. Uh, we momentarily will be chatting with a man who so successfully runs the Reds Community Fund and Charlie Frank, and that has a lot to do with what's going to happen at the bottom of the hour when Charlie will be the recipient of a check from the Rosie Reds, Dale Silver and those folks. Uh, that money will go toward dugouts for what has been designated Bernie Stowe Field that will open on the west side for baseball on the 21st of April the dedication will be May the 5th. And in between that, uh, we're going to be chatting with Jim Day. He arrived in Arizona uh, a couple of days ago. He was there for the traditional pitchers and catchers reporting. I'm sure whatever information he has will be minimal because they've only been out it a couple of days and they've not had a first full squad workout as yet. But we'll be chatting with Jim and find out what the, uh, what the temperament is out there in Goodyear and, and, and anything else that he feels is newsworthy. Now, we get to Charlie Frank. Charlie, thanks for being with us. Marty, thanks for allowing us to celebrate with you here tonight. Well, it's a, it's a big night. Uh, you know, the, the fact that uh, we're going to be uh, dedicating a field down the road in, the, in honor of Bernie Stowe. Uh, we've got his wife, Priscilla, here tonight, along with daughter Kim, and uh, Bob will be here shortly, I would assume, okay? Um, I, I don't need to sit here because I know there are a lot of people here who knew Bernie uh, when he was with us and, and what a magnetic guy he was and uh, how, what a well-loved person he was. And uh, the Stowe family has become synonymous with the, this organization going back to the 40s when Bernie was first a bat boy and then ascended to that of the, the head guy in the, in the home clubhouse. And now Mark, his son, runs the visitor's clubhouse. Rick, who we'll have on the phone after the 6.30 uh, commercial break, uh, runs a home clubhouse, and this is a, this is going to be a big, big event uh, for the organization and also for the Stowe family. Well, Marty, you've been with us when we've dedicated uh, Marty and Joe Field and a lot of other big projects, uh, you know, whether it's Francisco Cordero Field sure. or 
uh, our you know, amazing complex out at the academy at Brandon Phillips Field and our Miracle League Field. And this is going to be, you know, right up that alley. And, you know, when we assign a name, a historic, iconic name in Reds history to a ball field, it had better be done right. So we have an awful lot of talented people uh, many of whom are in the room tonight. Uh, it requires a lot of partners. We're going to be putting in a scoreboard with Birdie's image on it that lights up. And uh, thanks to the Rosy Reds, you mentioned it, we're going to be able to install dugouts at Field One down at uh, Gilday Park, uh, which is also referred to as Riverside Park in the Riverside neighborhood. Uh, there are, uh, you know, a lot of schools and organizations, the St. William Athletic Association is going to be managing this complex and using it heavily so it's, uh, which has another connection to the Stowe family. So it, it, I think these pieces really fit together well, and we're going to be very proud, as you said, to dedicate it on May 5th. When that check is accepted by you, representing the Reds Community Fund from the Rosie Reds, at the bottom of the hour, that, the, the, the check exchange will not be on the air, but then we'll be talking with Rick, uh, representing the family. But this, this contribution from the Rosies will be toward building dugouts for this field, right? It will, and, you know, uh, and Dale Silver will be here, their president, to, to tell a little bit more, and I would tell you the amount, but we're going to hold off and, and make that uh, live sure. announcement because uh, it is really uh, a remarkable commitment, and, and we know that everyone here will enjoy that. You know, a ball field's not going to feel like a ball field unless you have protection for the kids in the dugout from the rain and the sun, and, and, and for us, and, you know, the more than 400 individual fields that we've been a part of, uh, supporting or renovating, you know, the ones that really are special have that dugout element. So, boy, are we grateful to the, all the Rosy Reds for their uh, enthusiastic support of this project. And another nice touch, uh, and I had a chance to visit with him earlier tonight, the guy who did such an incredible job of managing the surface that the major league players play on over here at Great American Ballpark. Uh, he walked away from that job because he wanted to spend time at home and not be gone 78 hours every week. But did a wonderful job, and Doug Gallant will be heavily involved in this field, Bernie Stofield. He will. So Doug uh, has done a phenomenal job, as you mentioned, when he left the Reds to, uh, to have a little more uh, flexibility with his life, uh, is still doing a tremendous amount of field work for different youth organizations, for high schools. He's become really a remarkable resource in this area, and given Doug's long connection to the Reds and his uh, fondness and connection to the Stowe family, he was the first call that we made, and uh, we're thrilled to have Doug and his wife here tonight. A little date night action here at the Holy Grail Banks. Nothing wrong with that on Nothing Valentine's Day. You hear me? I hear you. Now, um, I, 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 it, this is a stupid question because I know having been involved in, in uh, the dedication, as you mentioned at the top of this interview, of a number of other fields, everything you folks do, you do it first class. And, and when this field opens up for baseball for real on April the 21st, it's going to be big league in every way, is it not? It will. I mean, we're talking about having a, a building there that the organization can use for storage and uh, for concessions. We're, we're going to have a mural, so we're uh, working with Dave Mayer and some great folks here in the community that are connecting us to Elder High School. We're talking about having a, a big mural that will uh, recognize Bernie's years at Crosley Field, his years uh, at Riverfront Stadium, Synergy Field, his years at Great American Ballpark. So. Uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, home run screen, signage, dugouts, uh, the concessions building, the scoreboard that will be unique to anything we've ever really done before. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're taking this very seriously. We want Mark and Rick and Priscilla and Kim and the family to be exceedingly proud and pleased with this for years to come. You know, and, and uh, I think I can say this without fear of argument. If Bernie was still with us, 
Uh, and, and this was the one consistent thing among a lot of things that he and, and, and Joe had in common. He would be embarrassed by all of this. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, Kim Nuxall alerted us recently, and he just confirmed when we saw him today that uh, he is going to underwrite a bench, a really nice bench with an inscription on it, similar to the bench that was done at his Miracle League fields, which is the, they call it the best seat to the house up in Fairfield. Sure. And, and it has a, uh, an image of Joe and Bernie, who you well know were thick as thieves for their uh, decades together with the Reds organization and, and probably will never see the likes of a Bernie Stowe and a Joe Nuxall and certainly that friendship and how it permeated the clubhouse ever again. I don't know that the game really is conducive to that sort of, of relationship. So, uh, so kudos to Kim Nuxall for having the interest. He reached out to us and said, hey, I would love to underwrite this. Uh, Bonnie and Don Zed and I would love to be a part of Bernie's field. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we thank you for spending time with us here at the top of the uh, program. We look forward to being back with you at the bottom of the hour for the check presentation. And we look forward to, of course, the, uh, the conversation with Rick. Well, Marty, thanks again for allowing us to be a part of the show tonight. We're looking forward to the check presentation. Thanks, People Sean. are going to be thrilled. Before we go to the break, uh, we want to acknowledge a passing uh, today of a gentleman who uh, was, because of his son, was near and dear to my heart. Uh, Tito Francona passed away today at the age of 84. Uh, Tito, of course, the father of uh, Cleveland Indians manager, Terry Francona, who's one of my dear friends in, in this business. I was in contact with Terry today. Uh, his dad was an outstanding hitter back in the 50s and 60s uh, in a major league career. He was a whole lot better hitter than his son ever was. And I constantly tell Terry that all the time. But uh, uh, our prayers go out to the Francona family. Uh, Tito Francona passing away today in Pennsylvania, his home at the age of 84. When we return, we'll have Jim Day on the line talking about what the heck is happening out in the desert. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League Live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. With the Reds Pick 6 plan, you choose any six Reds home games and save up to 25%. Whether you want fireworks Fridays, collect this season's bobbleheads, or see the Reds take on the Cardinals or the Cubs, the choice is yours. Plus, you get six McDonald's extra-value meal vouchers. Purchase your Pick 6 plan now at reds.com slash pick6. Some restrictions apply. We are back at the Holy Grail Banks for this final show before spring training. Again, the reminder, we'll do all the shows leading up to... Uh, March the 28th, which is a Wednesday night, which will be done right here the day, the night before opening day. That will, as a matter of fact, be our final Hot Stove League program. But in the interim, we will be doing it from ballparks and radio booths all over the uh, Cactus League out in the desert. And uh, that will be beginning next Wednesday night. Jim Day is on the line. I mean, he has got his game face on. He is chomping at the bit. He can't stand holding out all this good stuff he's going to pass on to you folks, and I'm just going to step back and let Jim talk. Jim, it's yours. Well, earlier you said I had minimal information, so now you've changed your tune. Oh, you heard me say that. (laughs) Yeah, I got my ears on. Oh, then uh, you probably have a whole lot. I probably lied to these people here (laughs) because I know you have volumes of information based on the fact that you've been there about, what, 48 hours? Uh, I got here Sunday afternoon. Um, For 72 you know, hours then. Yeah. So, you know, yesterday is nothing but physical. They don't even hit the field. Was Crenshaw there? 
Indeed he was. Okay, all right. Doc Krimchak was here and all his splendor. Sure. Uh, heading up the Reds medical staff. Um, so from what I know, everyone came through healthy. Um, they hit the field today for the first time, really the first day, uh, pitchers and catchers out there. It's really minimal what they do. Uh, there wasn't even any bull, um, throwing off of the mound. Uh, it was mainly conditioning work. They did, you know, long toss, et cetera. Um, so there's not a whole lot of baseball activity that happened today. Uh, I guess the biggest news that have come out of uh, the last two days was the fact that Brian Price backed off a little bit of Brandon Finnegan. He, he had said in the offseason that he would like to have an established rotation of at least four guys going into spring, Homer Bailey, Di Scofani, he mentioned Luis Castillo and Brandon Finnegan with a lot of other players competing for the fifth body. He backed up a little bit on Finnegan, says he doesn't absolutely have a guaranteed spot in the rotation. Well, I would hope he wouldn't. Uh, I mean, come on, uh, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> so he's got the inside track for sure. He, he did kind of bracket uh, some of the pitchers that are going to be competing for that fifth spot in uh, different tiers. Uh, he mentioned Romano and Stevenson having uh, the, the first shots at that number five spot, and then Tyler Malley, Michael Lorenzen, who is going to get a shot as a starter this spring. And then even a slot below that would be a guy like Amir Garrett who's going to have to work himself into good graces and Jackson Stevens. The problem the Reds are going to have is there's not enough games there's not enough starts or innings in the spring to give all these guys a start and keep the guys that you are earmarking for the rotation to pitch every five days so has there been any conversation i know it's really early and uh this probably is something i would imagine that brian has thought about maybe has not articulated when you're in the position that they're in and you have all these guys that you want to give a fair shake to has there been any talk about possible b games or starting games uh, on the minor league complex i would imagine all that's going to come to fruition as we move on into the the uh, game part of the spring training hasn't been any talk about b games but marty you've been here you know uh it's, that's going to have to figure into the plan because yeah. there's only so many. You want these guys to go through uh, what a, a starter goes through and warming up uh, 20, 25 minutes before the game instead of coming in mid-game. We've seen some of these guys that are vying for the rotation will come in in the third or fourth inning uh, of a spring training game, and it, it's just not the same process as warming up to start a game. So you got to think that they're absolutely going to have to use some B games, some inner squad games to get these guys in enough situations that uh, the true starter goes through to evaluate these guys. I mean, he, he had mentioned a guy like Amir Garrett who had a terrific start last year and was the Reds' best pitcher when they sent him down to AAA. But they're going to have a tough time fighting him starts in spring training games. So. It's a good problem to have all these arms, but it's a tough situation to get a look at them and evaluate them. Jim, as far as you know, uh, does everyone appear to be healthy? Are there any health problems, even though it's only been uh, a couple of days now as far as the pitchers and catchers are concerned? No, knock on wood, everything's good now. This time a year ago, we were talking about Homer Bailey uh, going under the knife and this is significant time. Uh, right now, everyone appears to be healthy. Uh, even Brandon Finnegan, who... Uh, injured both shoulders last year, says his right shoulder, which is his non-throwing shoulder, actually feels better than it did previous to the injury, and his pitching shoulder is 100%. Anthony DiScofani has had no troubles. 
Uh, and again, this is before game action. Uh, everything changes once you get into a real game, but he can pitch in the instructional league. Uh, didn't have any problems with his pitching arm. Uh, says he's 100% to go. So uh, right now, so far, so good. And I guess the other news that's coming out of the pitching staff is that uh, Cody Reed, at least for now, is going to be vying for a bullpen spot and not the rotation. And uh, I talked to him, and he said he's he's very open to it. He, he wants to show that this uh, the club, he's the guy that the club traded for, and he, he has embraced a bullpen role, and the Reds could certainly use another left-hander down there if well, that, he can get his act together. No, no question at all about that. Now, the, uh, the first full squad workout is when? Uh, I believe it's Tuesday is the first full squad workout. And then the first game with... Marty and the Cowboy, a week from Friday. I know. It's creeping up kind of quick, isn't it? Big time. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. There's some position players that have uh, that are already here. Uh, Billy Hamilton's here. Peraza, Duval, Winker, Shebler. I saw Suarez today. Herrera, Irvin, and Scooter Jeanette. Who and his RV. In, How about that? And an RV. How about that? That's quite a <laughs> and, story in and of itself. <laughs> He parked it in Mr. Castellini's spot. But I think Bob will cut him some slack once. He probably did. Now, you'll like the story behind it because he did it for his dog. I know he did. He I read all about it. Yeah, he didn't want to put his, uh, for those that don't know, he didn't want to put his dog in the cargo bay of a plane, which I totally respect. Without any question. Um, I agree with that 100%. He said it was much easier. It usually has to consolidate all his equipment and figure out what he can and can't send. But he said, I threw everything in the back and went at it. And he drove himself. Took him three days to do it. And uh, he is quite the character. <laughs> Without any question at all. Uh, well, I, I can tell you that our Millie will not be riding in the uh, baggage department. I can tell you that. Uh, yes, Millie will be right there, I'm sure, uh, right there in someone's lap on the plane. And the, the other question I would have before I let you go, has anybody asked about me yet? Um, yes, a lot of players. Yeah. yeah Most I know, of you're the liar, players you? have inquired about you. Um, wanted to know how you're doing yeah, and uh, very concerned forward. about me. <laughs> no, there's been a lot of people asking about you when you're coming out. So when's the Hoff getting here? When's the Hall of Famer arriving? Tell I'll tell be him. at the ballpark on Monday morning. Yeah, that Sunday was the big day. Yes, it was. All right, pal. Marty, we, we Amanda, are. and Billy will roll That's into correct. the big AZ. We're out of time. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on with us, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you next Monday over on the complex. All right, Marty. All right, Jim. Thanks again. Jim Day reporting to us from out in Goodyear, Arizona. And uh, we'll continue when we return. We'll have Rick Stowe on the phone with us from Goodyear and chatting about Bernie Stowe Field. A lot still coming up on the Red Sox Stowe League from the Holy Grail Banks presented by Budweiser. The Reds Hall of Fame and Museum is offering $5 admission in February for all fans, including students and seniors. Plus, the hall is offering $5 off the regular price of all Major League Clubhouse tours during the month of February. For additional details, visit RedsMuseum.org. We had the check presentation from uh, Rosie Reds President Dale Silver to Charlie Frank and to the nice, tidy sum of $40,000. Very, very impressive. And on the other end of this phone line is our good friend, the man who heads up the Reds Clubhouse, and that, of course, 
is uh, the late, great Bernie's, one of Bernie's sons, Rick Stowe. Rick, you with us? I'm, I'm with you, Marty. It's nice hearing your voice. Well, that, it's nice hearing yours, pal. Well, that's amazing. I, 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 that's, a, that's the first I heard of. Uh, the, that's, that's unbelievable. Well, it's, a, it's what, what they're doing uh, is, wow. is just and right as far as your dad is concerned. Uh, uh, we well. had Charlie on earlier and talked about the, the great plans that they have coming up for this field. Uh, and and I, I know you, and, and as a representative of the family tonight on the air, and your mom is here, and your sister Kim is here, and her husband Bob. Uh, this, is, this is a big event for the Stowe family, without any question. There, there's no doubt we're excited about it. And, and, and Marty, let me tell you something. We're, we're humble as anything about it. Oh, I, I know I, that. I, 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 I hope you believe that. And, and I guarantee that my dad right now would, would be the same way. He'd be embarrassed. That's, I said <laughs> embarrassed. that earlier. I said those I, very I mean, words. He would, He'd be he'd be crawling underneath the covers, but uh, anyway. But uh, we're we're so flattered that something like that. That's that's just absolutely amazing. Forty thousand dollars of rosy reds. That's honestly that's very very flattered. Rick, uh, the dedication will be Saturday morning, uh, May the fifth. Uh, the field will be ready to play baseball. However, earlier than that, on April the twenty-first, uh, new scoreboard will feature an image of your dad. Uh, concessions and storage area. The dugouts will be added thanks to the Rosies. Uh, elder high school students are assisting with a three-sided mural of your dad that will be featured on the concessions building. And uh, a couple of former Reds, Sean Casey and Aaron Harang, to nobody's great surprise, have already pledged financial support. You know what? And it's kind of neat. This is this is my dad. You know, went to school at Holy Family Elder High School, sure. and 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 for for them to come back and be able to be playing on this field and. And having that live for the, you know, uh, is is absolutely, I mean, you know, it's something that we're very proud of. I can tell you that. Well, we certainly congratulate uh, the entire family. Uh, extend our congratulations to Mark. I know he's out there. Yes, he uh, is. With you. And uh, I, have you been overwhelmed yet by the job? You know, sometimes you have a tendency to get overwhelmed by this job. And I'm just checking to see if that has set in yet. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I know a lot, believe me. But I know you, I, and I know you do. <laughs> no, I, 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 I still get, I, I still get a case of the rear end uh, a, a lot here sometimes. Well, not but you? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, every now and then. I mean, sometimes you vie with Gary Wayhoff is getting the bigger case one of the I, over I, the I, other. I tell you what, it's it, it's fun working with Gary and Rob Butcher as close as we do for for eight months. I mean, honestly, we see each other more than we see our wives, but uh, we, you know, it's it wouldn't have it no other way. Wouldn't, wouldn't want to be nowhere else. Well, I, our thanks for uh, taking the time to be with us for this interview tonight about the dedication and the naming of the field after your dad. You know how much we thought of him and the good times that we had with your dad. Right. Uh, I think it's just wonderful. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys next it, Monday morning. It sounds good, and I really want to thank the Castellani family, Absolutely. Charlie Frank, for everything that he's done through this whole thing. Uh, the, the Rosie Reds, you know, and everybody involved in this, which is a, a huge undertaking. Elder High School, like you said, Sean Casey, everybody. It, we, we really thank them from the bottom of our hearts. Well, you're preaching to the choir, Rick. Thanks again for being with us, and I'll see you next Monday. Marty, we'll see you out here. Take All care, right, pal. pal. Thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh. We'll see. Rick Bye. Stowe, representing the Stowe family. Uh, It'll be a big time. The dedication and, of course, baseball will be played out on that field beginning on April the 21st. And uh, this is just one of a growing number of, of uh, 
field endeavors that the Reds uh, Community Fund have been involved in for a lot of years, and every one of them have been at the same quality level as the previous fields, and this one will be probably just as good, if not better. Uh, we would invite uh, questions from the audience about anything we've discussed tonight or anything you might have to uh, have in mind as far as the ball club is concerned. And having said that, we've got a young man right here. You have the honor of asking, I hope not the only question tonight. What is your name? Noah. Noah. Where are you from, Noah? Bridgetown, Cincinnati, Ohio. You're from the west side of town, aren't you? Huh? You have a baseball question? Yep. Let me have it. Will, will Billy Hamilton be, um, be playing a lot because of the new players? Uh, I don't think Billy Hamilton is going to have to worry a whole lot about getting playing time. Um, that's I, Although I do believe this, and I don't, I'm, I'm not speaking out of school. I, I think that the plan this year for Billy Hamilton is for Billy to periodically take a day off. Uh, and I think that could be on a weekly basis. I think, uh, and I hope that Billy Hamilton has realized that being as slight of build a young man as he is, that he can't continue to go out and play 15, 20, or more games in a row, especially when you get into the hot summer times that we have here in Cincinnati and, and elsewhere all over baseball. Uh, and I think they're, Brian Price and his people are going to make a concerted effort to make sure that Billy takes regular days off from the lineup to try and keep him strong once they get into the final month of the season. Normally, the last month of a year have been a rough 30 days for Billy Hamilton because he's been worn out. And I think they're going to try and avoid that by giving him time off throughout the course of the season. Noah, you're a good man. Thanks. If you have another question, your dad will walk you up here and you can ask all the questions you want to, pal. We're going to take another break. Again, we welcome your questions here at the Holy Grail Banks or give us a call, 749-7000 or 1-800-843-2441 are our telephone numbers. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, of course, from the Holy Grail Banks presented by Budweiser. Registration now open for the official baseball and softball camps of the Reds. This summer, 15 camps are scheduled and are open to boys and girls ages 6 to 14. A full list of camps and dates available at Reds.com slash camps. Now, I'm told we got a young man here celebrating a birthday tonight. Liam Stoley, 21st birthday, a UC student. Is Liam Stoley here? Apparently not. I was given bad information. Where is Liam Stoley? Where is he? He didn't show. He may be drinking somewhere. It's his 21st birthday. Are you kidding me? God bless him. 749 1-800-843-2441. If you want to dial us up, and we have a caller standing by out of Florence. Jeff, you're on the Red Hot Stove League. How you doing, Marty? We're doing very well, Jeff. Thanks for calling. Great, great. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. My question is, uh, nobody's going to mistake Billy Hamilton uh, for Joey Votto from either side of the plate. Correct. But with his struggles offensively, would you see any benefit to taking him to whatever his natural side of the plate is and doing away with the switch hitting thing to see if you can get some more productivity out of him offensively? Well, you know, what do you the, think about that. Well, it's a converse, It's a subject that has been brought up numerous times over the last few years. Um, because of the, how badly he struggles offensively. 
And uh, unless the, the club has changed their position on it, uh, they've not shown any interest at all in having Billy abandon uh, being a switch hitter. Uh, whether or not that changes this spring or if he continues to struggle, whether or not that will change their opinion. But, you know, I made the comment, and I, I don't take anything at all away from Billy Hamilton. He's the best center fielder. Oh, no uh, question in, about it. Defensively, he's awesome. In the history of this franchise. And now you're talking about some pretty good players, people like Cesar Geronimo and Eric Davis. Uh, for my money, Billy's the best defensive center fielder uh, that I've seen in the four and a half decades that I've been around. But uh, the, 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 uh, the body of work is no longer small when it comes to his inability to generate the kind of offense that you want a leadoff hitter to generate. And uh, 2018, for my money, is going to be the make-or-break year for Billy Hamilton. Uh, I don't know what he can do or what he has done uh, in order to try and enhance his abilities to get on base. Uh, but obviously, he's got to learn how to bunt, which he's not done, which is shocking to me in the years in which he's been in the big leagues. And he's no better a bunter now than he was when he broke in. Uh, and, is off, and also to become more patient at the plate and, and show less of a willingness to swing at bad pitches out of the strike zone. Uh, anybody who knows anything at all about this game, pitchers are going to find out your weakness. And if one of your weaknesses is you're going to chase pitches out of the zone, then they're going to give you a chance of doing that. And these are things that Billy has to improve upon. And I really, truly believe that this 2018 season is going to be the biggest year that he has spent in the major leagues in terms of becoming a better offensive player. Can I ask you one more question? Absolutely. Uh, he obviously doesn't have the kind of speed, the game-changing speed that Billy Hamilton does, but Jesse Winker possesses a lot of plate discipline, and the man gets on base. Granted, small sample size at the major league level. Do you think he would be given a shot at batting in the leadoff spot where Billy Hamilton would be moved down in the lineup to seventh or eighth? I don't think there's any question about that. The only problem is that, as you well know, Jesse Winker is one of – a rotation of four outfielders uh, that include Adam Duvall and uh, Hamilton and also Scott Shebler. Uh, these guys are going to be guys who are going to play. Um, and so it, it would be easy to plug Jesse Winker into that leadoff spot when he's in the lineup. But Jesse Winker is not going to be an everyday player. And therein lies the problem. Uh, the only way that can happen is if something untoward occurs or uh, God forbid if they rule that Billy is no better offensively and that they feel like they need to give Winker more playing time, Jesse Winker would be an ideal leadoff hitter uh, without any question from my, from my standpoint. Well, Marty, I appreciate you taking my call. And might I say, after 45 years on the job, you're still at the top of your game and you're as sharp as ever. And I look forward to another season listening to you and the Cowboy. Well, you're very kind, Jeff. Thanks very much for calling. Thanks, sir. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Uh, we're heading to the final, I don't know, six, seven, eight minutes, whatever it might be of this program. And the next week we'll be in the desert. And I would be less than honest if I didn't tell you that I am counting the days and the hours and the minutes of getting out of this. Because I can count on one thing as sure as the sun coming up tomorrow. The weather is going to be better there than it is here. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks presented by Budweiser. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back for the final few minutes of this final 
Red's Hot Stove League until March of 28 from the Holy Grail Banks. We've got two callers standing by in Indianapolis. Todd, you're on the air. What's your question? Marty, hi. Um, first of all, I had the pleasure of meeting you uh, last fall at Cooperstown. Uh, I was there with my daughter visiting at the Hall of Fame. I remember and it very, very well. Uh, you you made my day. Uh, I, I couldn't have been uh, more thrilled if uh, Babe Ruth and Johnny Bench would have showed up. Well, uh, I love was, that, uh, that now. <laughs> I mean, if Babe Ruth uh, showed up, that'd be front-page news in every newspaper in the would. country. That would. That would. But anyway, I, it just made our day. And it, uh, Tell your daughter I said hello. Experience. I will do that. Please um, do. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. And I missed, missed the first part of the show. Maybe it's been addressed, but Devin Mezzarocco, with, with his injuries and with Barnhart's success uh, last year, uh, where does he fit in the mix? Well, he's a number two catcher uh, going into spring training and should be. I mean, Tucker Barnhart had a magical year last year. He proved he could hit as an everyday player in the big leagues, batting a very solid 270. He was without question the best defensive catcher and was uh, recognized for that by winning the gold glove. And Devin now is is uh, the backup catcher, and, and he's healthy, which is a good thing. And, and the one thing he will give this club is some power coming off the bench. Uh, I've, I've, I've felt over the years, last year, uh, Paul Kimblehan, uh he had the power. He could hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, but having a guy like uh, uh, Mezzarocco to, to uh, make a start or two each week and, and also had the ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark is going to be very, very important to this ball club. Do you think he, he has a possibility of playing another position to, to fill in uh, other areas? You know, that, that's a good question, and it's going to be interesting to see if they are of a like mind uh, in spring training. I, you know, I don't, I don't know who f- fills in uh, at first base uh, on those very, very rare occasions in which Joey Votto doesn't play. But uh, I can't imagine they'd put him in the outfield. They, they're well fortified as far as the outfield is concerned. So uh, first base would be the only other option. I see. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a gloomy night in Indianapolis, but there's sun on the horizon because pitchers and catchers reported, so we're looking forward to it. All right, pal. Thanks for calling and give your daughter my best. Thank you. All right, bud. Let's go to Bill in Anderson and Billy Hamilton. What's up, Bill? Uh, Marty, I've heard some talk that uh, the Reds are interested in hiring somebody to be a backup shortstop. Now, since Billy Hamilton is a fourth outfielder, is there any thought being given to him being the backup shortstop? I don't think there's any thought at all. Zero. Uh, that's now, he a, did play shortstop in the minors. And he was terrible. Oh, well, he, he wasn't he, very oh, good? Oh, yeah, he was not very good. Okay. Uh, did, no, I they, didn't. They, they've got to go out, and uh, I don't whether they trade for somebody or whether they sign somebody that's looking to get a job among the so many free agent players that have yet to sign a contract, but they've got to find somebody between now and opening day uh, who can uh, provide the backup shortstop duties behind Jose Peraza. Okay, well, I was just a thought since I, I didn't know that. he I thought he was a pretty good minor league shortstop, but I, I wasn't aware of his record. No, he was not any any great shakes at all playing at that position. Thank you for your answer. Okay, Bill, thanks for your call. We are uh, pretty much out of time. We want to thank all those folks that participated and helped us out tonight in this, our final show, until the 28th of March from the Holy Grail Banks. Uh, they, of course, uh, would be Charlie Frank and uh, Jim Day and also Rick Stowe. And uh, we appreciate all of you folks showing up here tonight. Nice crowd. Uh, hopefully you'll all be back on the 28th of March 
when we do that show just hours away from opening day on Thursday against the Washington Nationals. But join us next Wednesday night. We'll be in the desert. Bye, everybody.